This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word show to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word show, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text show to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Well, well, well. I mean, if part of my job is to articulate publicly what you people are thinking privately, we might as well just acknowledge at this point as presidency, John F. Kennedy arguably had more brains than Joe Biden. Too soon? I, I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. Really? Wow. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday, just in time. The meltdown of the Democrats. We will begin with the brilliant wordsmith Paul Begala on CNN last night. Paul, how much Democratic bedwetting do you think there will be? <laughs> I, I bring up the term everyone laughs. It's a term that is used. It's a political term of art. And it's used in Democratic big D politics. Yeah, it's what true. people say about Democrats. I'm not saying anything that's offensive to Paul's you know, <laughs> delicate young, sense young, of delicate ears. So how much of that will there be? And if you are the White House, how do you assuage said bedwetting? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, I'm a Biden supporter. I, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and went to bed. Uh, this is this is terrible for Democrats. And anybody with a functioning brain knows that. Um, but here's what you do. Instead of calling a press conference and saying, I really am sharp, you attack the other guy. You know, the, the, Joe Biden gave the strategy in 2012. He was, I remember, he was vice president. And he said, don't compare us to the almighty, compare us mm -hmm. to the alternative. So everything with Biden has to be not, I'm great, but the other guy's really damaging dangerous a threat you know the the, the this is an unlovely john's exactly right right this is going to be a really rough ugly unpleasant campaign look at years ago david duke the former klansman was running for governor against edwin edwards who'd been charged mm. indicted convicted of any number of criminals the the edwin won the campaign with a bumper sticker that said vote for the crook it's important yes. and they got to tell democrats look vote for the old guy support the old guy it's important so you think they blew it last night? Just to be clear, you think last night was a, it was a mistake to have him out there? Well, Paul, no, I want to see more Joe Biden, but the, and the gaps are built in. But instead of simply saying, "I'm okay," he just simply need, he needs to be on the attack twenty four seven for the next two hundred and sixty nine days. And what's remarkable is they did not know that. Look, Bagala's right. You may not like the guy. I actually do. He's a he's a friend. Um, we may disagree politically, but he's a, he's a sharp 
political guy. He knows his stuff. And Biden last night goes out to say my memory's fine and then mixes up the presidents of Mexico and Egypt. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying. And it's got to stop, number one. Number two, I was also in a position that I'm the guy that made the case that we have to do much more to increase the amount of material going in, including fuel, including other items. Uh, so you got the the Mexican border mixed up with the Egyptian border. You've got the president of Mexico being confused for the president of Egypt. Uh, that's that's actually not good. Uh, so not good, in fact, that you've got, I mean, for example, um, Savannah Guthrie and and uh, Pete Alexander at NBC talking about uh, what a big deal it is. Holly, as you look at this and analyze this, I mean, it's a body blow uh, to, to President Biden in a place where he already was vulnerable. How damaging do you think this could be? Well, here's another phrase for it, gut punch. That's the way that one source described it to me on the Democratic side, Savannah, to see these quotes specifically about memory, specifically about mental state of President Biden here. And that is partly because it validates in many ways, again, in the eyes of some Biden allies, the preconceived notions, the preconceived concerns that voters already have about the president. We already know that three quarters of voters, based on our most recent poll, believe that they do have concerns about President Biden, his age, his mental fitness for the job essentially yes and pete alexander adding that a jury would likely see the president as a sympathetic well-meaning and elderly man with a poor memory i'm well-meaning and i'm an elderly man and i know what the hell i'm doing moments later the president confusing mexico and egypt when talking about the crisis in gaza the president of mexico sisi did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in The special counsel said Mr. Biden kept documents about Afghanistan marked classified and notebooks with handwritten entries implicating intelligence sources and methods. Oh, MJ Lee at CNN. Yeah, a couple of things uh, from our colleague Daniel Dale that I think are uh, worth highlighting uh, on air. Uh, For one, the president said that everything that was discovered in his home were in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Well, the report says, yes, there were some documents that were inside of cabinet drawers, but there were other documents, including ones related to Afghanistan, uh, found in an unsealed and badly damaged box inside the garage. Some of these photos obviously show the bad shape that some of these things uh, were in. They said that there were uh, notebooks, too, that were in unlocked 
locked drawers in the office and den of the president's Wilmington home. Uh, something else that the president said, he said that none of the documents were high classified. Uh, but if you look at the report, it specifically says that some of these documents were marked as top secret, sensitive, compartmented information, which is a high level of classification, and that there were some no uh, notebooks uh, that contained information that were also at this level. Uh, just the last thing I would point out, too, the president said in his remarks yesterday that he didn't share any classified information with his ghostwriter. This is a ghostwriter who helped him uh, work on his memoir. Well, the report explicitly says the opposite. Oh, Jake Tapper at CNN. But then there is this I see dead people thing that happened this week by yeah. President Biden. Twice he has alluded to conversations he had recently with long dead European leaders. Uh, here is one he's talking about. This is Sunday talking about a meeting with French President Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996. He was he meant to be referring to the current French President Emmanuel Macron. Take a listen. Right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Again, not only did Biden confuse Macron and Mitterrand, at another event he mentioned meeting with Helmut Kohl, who died in 2017, again referring to talking to Helmut Kohl, basically the same story, by the way, and I know he's an old Irish pal, he tells a lot of stories, <laughs> but like basically about same, telling the same story about 2021, uh, when Helmut Kohl had been dead for four years. Oh, a little more tapper. Let's talk about that a little bit more, because this is a particularly bad week for this report and its comments about President Biden's faculties and his memory to come out, because twice this week he has acted as if he, in 2021, spoke to European leaders who have been dead for years. Yes. I mean, just dragging it out there, he's, he's, the, the level of explanation is just not helpful for the Democrats. It's bad. It's this is, uh, you know, Richard Nixon had I am not a crook and resigned a few weeks later. Christine O'Donnell had I am not a witch and lost her election. Joe Biden has my memory is fine. These are all sort of the same thing. This is not good. Now, you will see a, a completely different reality. I, I played you some uh, uh, CNN. Uh, good for CNN, although they did bring back the, the um, House, uh, well, let's just say the master of the baiter, Jeffrey Tubin, to be uh, to denounce the special prosecutor, the audacity of Jeffrey Jack Tubin to come on CNN and question the propriety of anyone else's behavior after what he did is a little bit rich. They gotta they gotta bring in uh, the. Uh, <laughs> What do I say that I don't get in trouble with? I got to bring in Tuckin Tubin to defend Joe Biden on CNN. That's how bad it was. But it is a whole different universe at MSNBC. John Heileman on Morning Joe. Right. Well, um, first, Joe, I'll, I'll say that literally before we before, before we started the program, I was saying to Chuck Rosenberg sitting here, um, uh, can you explain to me how this is different from what Jim Comey did in uh, – in, in what we think of as in 2016 as Comey won his first intercession uh, in, in, the, in the election. In that case, you were referring to in July, I think, of, of, uh, 
of, of 2016 uh, when he did what you just said. And I'm, I, like you, am old enough to remember when, uh, when prosecutors uh, either charged someone and issued a charging document or they issued a declension. And the declension was one sentence, which says, we decline to prosecute. Um, I, Chuck, I think, is going to talk about something that I don't know as much about uh, and the detail of it is how the, they, and the difference between back in those days when we had the independent counsel statute and what we have now, where we have special counsels and what the regulations are and what they have to do. I will say that without uh, that there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that this special prosecutor could have written the same report without using these words. Without these words, Joe Scarborough. Got to stop right here. I know we want to go on and, and, and finish this report, but I've just got to start. Ken, uh, Ken Delanian, so bizarre. And there's so many people that immediately heard this, these random, random conclusions, irrelevant conclusions, uh, politically charged Trump-like, uh, uh, Trump-like uh, ramblings. Uh, who, first of all, wondered why in the world he would put that in a report, uh, his neurological assessment of Joe Biden, and secondly, why Merritt Garland would release uh, garbage like that in the Justice Department. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing that Democrats don't appreciate is that under the guidelines, the special prosecutor's report is kept private unless the attorney general decides to release it. So it was Merrick Garland who released this. Thanks, Mitch McConnell. One last bit of, of the alternate universe at MSNBC from Rachel Maddow. And many, if you want to get to the age thing, because this is, let's call it what it is. Uh, this is ageism snuck into a report clearing the person of any wrongdoing. If you want Ageism, and by the way, I realize it's a masculine voice there, but that's not Rachel Maddow. Want to get into the ageism? Young people are told all the time by their lawyers, hey, you're way better off leaning into I don't recall than possibly misstating something to a federal officer or, or under oath in this case. So it's a lot of derogatory stuff, and that is also, if this were a movie, you'd say, oh, gosh, the other lawyers who told the president, well, you could drag this out and not do this interview. They might be saying, well, this is why you shouldn't yeah. do the interview. And I do think it is, I want to be clear, a credit uh, to the president that he chose to, fa to do fast cooperation. I think that's good for the system. Politically, though, um, it, it, it's now being used against him. All right, so that wasn't actually the Rachel Maddow clip. Um, I have no idea where the Rachel Maddow clip went, but uh, Rachel Maddow, so this is an MSNBC hack accusing the special prosecutor of ageism. Rachel Maddow actually said, I, I, I can't find the clip now, I don't know where it is, but that um, Joe Biden isn't too old for the presidency because he rides a bike. I distinctly remember him falling off the bike. This is the alternate universe of MSNBC today where they're attacking the special prosecutor for ageism in the report. Why did he bring that stuff up to make his ultimate point? That he can't prosecute Joe Biden for what he perceives to be crimes because a jury would find him not guilty because he's not mentally fit to stand trial. That was the special prosecutor's point. The Democrats would rather Joe Biden be indicted than to be found too senile for trial. That's what they're upset about. Why? Because it gives Donald Trump a great new campaign slogan. Trump 2024, mentally competent to stand trial, unlike the other guy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I, I have to say uh, to my Democratic friends, if you were raising the 25th Amendment about Donald Trump and you're not raising the 25th Amendment about Joe Biden after the special prosecutor's report, you're, you're not a partisan or a pundit, you're a political whore. Uh, and, and you might as well own it uh, because that's exactly what's going on here. The special prosecutor's report is behind the scenes alarming. Now, listen, I, I know that the Democrats publicly facing or rallying around Joe Biden saying it's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is this is a very damning report for Joe Biden. I mean, the special prosecutor is saying he, like Donald Trump, mishandled classified documents and should be prosecuted. But unlike Donald Trump, he's too mentally feeble to stand trial. That that's it for the Democrats arguing that Joe Biden is mentally sound and fit and, and screaming about the special prosecutor. They're actually suggesting that Joe Biden should be prosecuted for his mishandling of classified documents. That's not a win-win situation for the Democrats. There are other defenses that the reason he was so confused when he was interviewed by the special prosecutor is because he was under stress because it happened after October 7th, right after October 7th. In other words, suggesting that uh, he's not good under pressure. None of their defenses are good. And while they are publicly circling the wagons around Joe Biden today, I got to expect that behind the scenes they're trying to scramble and think, What's it going to take to get him out of this race? If you look at the calendar, Super Tuesday is around March 5th, and the State of the Union is two days later. We'll have a real big sign of whether or not Joe Biden intends to uh, get out of the race then, because if Donald Trump sweeps Super Tuesday, which is likely, which, I mean, it it's going to happen— that locks him in as the Republican nominee. The Republicans are stuck with Trump. So then Joe Biden, two days later, the State of the Union can say, I'm not going to run for re-election and open up the race. The problem for the Democrats is the alternative is Kamala Harris right now. And again, as I keep telling you, and it's true, it's a funny line, but it's true, Kamala Harris's polling makes syphilis and serial killers look popular in the country. That's how unpopular she is with Americans. The Democrats have done this to themselves. They went woke intersectional. They bound themselves to the first black female vice president. They can't ditch her, nor can they not give her the nomination if Joe Biden steps aside. It's glorious to watch. It's going to be four more years of Donald Trump as a result. Thanks, Democrats. All this insanity is is rocking markets and, and the economy. That's why Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash and the all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates squeezing the economy and banks teetered on collapse, Swiss America wants to help you protect your hard-earned assets now. You can go read their report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free by calling or texting 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency, corporations, and the government conspiring to push you to use plastic, not real currency. Read the Secret War on Cash report free to my listeners. All you do is mention Eric Erickson. My full name, Eric Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. When you call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, again, E-R-I-C-K, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates may apply. It, I, I got to just say, it really actually is hilarious to watch the Democrats circling the wagons around Joe Biden. I mean, for the last decade, they've been attacking Republicans for 
protecting Trump and excusing Trump's behaviors. Here comes a special prosecutor saying they're dudes senile and they're attacking the special prosecutor. Remember when it was when it was actually a threat to democracy for Republicans to question the special prosecutors and now suddenly they're doing the same thing. They, they are the mirror image of that which they say they hate. It's very funny to watch. Also tells you how troubling it is. Remember, we, we were going to end this week with what a terrible week it was for the GOP. Not so much anymore. We haven't even really gotten into everything that the special prosecutor said. We will, but first, let's take some calls here. Let's start with Tracy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. In the off chance, and I doubt this will happen, that the 25th Amendment is invoked, which of Biden's cabinet members do you think, if you had to guess, would be the most likely to invoke that? <laughs> uh, Merrick Garland, clearly, he's the one who didn't have to release this report but did. Um, honestly, and, and, and you know, Tracy, that, that's that's a great question. But to to that point, what people are missing here is that Merrick Garland didn't have to do this. He he never had to make the report public. The fact that Garland was willing to make this report public, knowing what was in it, is a um, big sign that Garland would be the one, and probably is the one, to think there's something not right with Joe Biden. Hilarious that Mitch McConnell blocked that guy from the Supreme Court. So the Democrats, in retribution, made him attorney general, and Garland has just sabotaged the president's re-election. <laughs> it's just, oh, wow. This is just amazing to watch. Back to the folks. Jim, welcome to the show. Well, let's say that Kamala Harris does become president before the convention, and that conservatives would all believe that her numbers would be probably worse than Biden's are now. What do the Democrats do during the convention then? Do they keep her as the nominee, as the incumbent, or do they say, honey, you've got negative 7% rating. Get out of here. Would they dare do that? I, you know, I don't think they can. I mean, look, look at the politics of this. They, they put Kamala Harris on as Biden's vice presidential nominee because they wanted to report, reward black women who pushed Joe Biden across the finish line in South Carolina. You can't throw a black woman, first vice presidential black female, under the bus uh, because it's a historic moment. And, and she would be the first female president, first black female president. Um, yeah, I, y'all, that's, that's no, it's it's a bad thing. They can't do that. And, and she's not popular. Now, I'll tell you what they can do is Kamala Harris can run and essentially throw the entire Biden team under the bus. Kamala Harris can blame everything on the Biden team, claim she was sheltered, she was she was protected. Now, the Biden people will come after her, but they've discredited themselves covering up Joe Biden. That That's what she would have to do, is essentially throw the Biden team under the bus, uh, say all those problems you don't like about her, it's, it's Joe Biden's fault. They were sabotaging her to try to make Joe Biden look good and to protect him. She's not that, and she'd have to rebuild herself. The problem is she's not capable of doing that. Kamala Harris is a diva who's high-maintenance, who has massive staff rollover regularly. Um, it's it's just not, um, it, it's not a wise or good thing for Kamala Harris to be the Democrats' nominee, but it's the best fallback option for the Democrats. Unless they throw it open. Now, I will tell you, Democratic strategists I've talked to have said Andy Bashir of Kentucky is probably their best guy, not Gavin Newsom. Democratic strategists recognize Newsom is too progressive, too tied to California. Gretchen Whitmer is too tied to COVID. 
Uh, Andy Bashir is the governor of Kentucky. He's a Democrat who won in a red state. They like that. They like his political acumen. They like his youth compared to Donald Trump. Um, I, I think Trump would just tear him up as some sort of uh, beta male. But they don't have a deep bench. That's why Biden has stayed. That's why Biden is running for re-election. Joe Biden is running for re-election because he is the keystone. When the Romans discovered arch building, they discovered they needed a keystone. The keystone is the stone that you put in the center at the top of the arch that all the other stones in the arch from the left side to the right side lean into, and the keystone keeps everything in place from falling apart. Joe Biden is the keystone of the Democratic Party. He goes away. The party goes into civil war. He balances the left and the and the far left of the Democratic Party. Kamala Harris doesn't do that. The Democrats have serious problems, and they've been so fixated and focused on Trump and the media, they haven't been willing to do acknowledge it. If you got the show notes today, I got to actually, uh, I got to, and it pains me to always do this, but I got to praise Philip. He he did a very good job breaking down um, what was in the report. Special Prosecutor Robert Hur claims Biden willfully retained classified documents from his time in the Obama administration and divulged handwritten notes of highly sensitive pieces of military intelligence to a ghostwriter for his memoir. He writes, quote, Mr. Biden's lapses in attention and vigilance demonstrate why former officials should not keep classified information unsecured at home and read them aloud to others. The report is over 345 pages. He says that Joe Biden most likely broke the law. He stored documents in unsecured places that had ready access, including classified documents about Afghanistan, uh, and he doesn't remember a lot of details. He did not remember even within several years when his son, Beau Biden, died. He did not remember when he was vice president of the United States. He did not remember key details about his tenure in office. He did not remember a lot. The consideration is this, and I'll read you this. We have considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would most likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. It turns out that Joe Biden's lawyers tried to bully the special prosecutor into dropping their characterization of Joe Biden's mental faculties because of how voters, and they tied it to voters, perceive Joe Biden's mind. The White House trots out Joe Biden, who just confuses everything. I mean, even Eli Honig of of CNN pointed out uh, that Biden denied sharing key documents with the speechwriter, but that's literally one of the things that they found in the report. It, it's it is remarkable that there they that he would go out and say this, which is something especially directly contradicting the special prosecutor. It's just here are the facts. Joe Biden, established by this report, Joe Biden retained sensitive classified documents after he left 
the vice presidency. Marked the, classified? Or yes, marked classified, highest level, top secret SCI. They related to our international affairs, to war plans, to foreign relations. He knew it. He knew it. He's on tape after he's out of the vice presidency saying to his autobiographer, the classified documents are in the basement. He knew it. But he just denied that. That's, exactly. That, that so was that's a key part of the report. It's the second sentence in the report, and he just denied sharing that with the ghostwriter. And I yep. just looked at this closely. Uh, they had recorded conversations between Biden and this ghostwriter. Exactly. Yes. Yes, just like with Trump. Remember that you recorded him showing the classified stuff, said, I'm not supposed to show this to you. Uh, it, it, it is just like Trump. This was what happened on MSNBC. In that case. Well, yeah, especially this line uh, that the president quoted where the report refers to him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Uh, what is the word elderly doing there? Uh, and poor memory, what is the test of that? Might that be Donald Trump saying, I don't recall 400 times under oath in the same deposition? Is that a good test of it? Um, the, the idea that witnesses over a 40-year discussion, 40-year discussion, don't remember everything, or that someone who graduates from college in June can't tell you where the diploma is in September, uh, that seems to be a condition that, that this uh, special prosecutor doesn't understand. And the- don't, I mean, Wow. That's that is the best they can do at MSNBC. And they're all just grinning and smiling at, at Lawrence O'Donnell as he does this. Y'all, this really is not good stuff. And again, those video clips that I just played, you can see them for yourself in the show notes. Text data to three three seven seven seven. Get it for yourself and see it. Um it, it just it's it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable that this is where we are. I mean, the special prosecutor, just like with Trump, has audio recordings of Biden and the ghostwriter talking about the classified documents, and Joe Biden denies, denies what's happening. And then to watch so many voices in the media try to circle the wagon around Biden and protect him. You know, the other remarkable thing here, too, is that Think what all this overshadows. The the Supreme Court case went poorly for the Democrats yesterday. Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin completely overshadowed by this. It does kind of make you wonder. It's a Friday. This is a big story. The news networks undoubtedly are scrambling to retool their Sunday talk shows about this issue. There's going to be a news dump at 5 o'clock this afternoon. More likely than not, that's going to get completely buried by design, and it may may not be the Democrats, maybe it'll be the Republicans, but someone's going to drop some news this afternoon that's going to get buried and overshadowed by this because that's what happens. That's what they do in Washington, D.C. Keep your eye out for the news. It just, it's, this is incredible. The circling the wagons is incredible. The members of the media who are incensed, and this is probably as big an issue as the Biden stuff. For four years, the media has covered for Joe Biden, knowing that his mental position was declining. Here comes the special prosecutor who says Joe Biden is an elderly man who's too forgetful to stand trial. And the special prosecutor is the bad guy, not because he chose not to prosecute Joe Biden, but because he gave the reason He's not prosecuting Joe Biden as Joe Biden is in mental decline, the thing y'all have covered up. The press is mad at the special prosecutor 
for saying publicly what they've tried to cover up for four years. You, you do need to give credit to people like Jake Tapper at CNN who's willing to raise the issue. Tapper is one of the very few at CNN who's willing to do this. I mean, it, it, others at CNN trotted out Jeffrey Tubin to attack the special prosecutor. And it's it, it's it recognize the lonely voices in the media willing to say yes, this is a problem. Now I haven't even seen the the the, the chattering gang of the View and and their damage control for Biden, but you know it had to be epic today uh, to to cover up for Joe Biden. It's just the the willingness of the press to cover and circle the wagons for this guy. I did not think until yesterday Biden would actually get out of the race, and now I I am convinced that the Democrats have got to be having some private conversations, trying very hard, trying very hard to come up with a plan to get Joe Biden out of the race. They've got to be trying. I don't know that they'll be successful. I don't know that they'll be successful. And it's just, it's it's not going to work for them. It's just not going to work. They can't get Biden out unless he wants to get out. He's going to forget that he wants to get out. They can't get him out unless he wants to get out. Where is Jill Biden? You know, the New York Times day, I woke up to a piece of the New York Times, the, the fifth piece above the fold on the New York Times website, defending Jill, Jill Biden as Joe's protector. She's committing spousal and elder abuse in what she's doing. She's committing spousal and elder abuse against Joe Biden by keeping him in the race. Jill Biden is as much to blame for this as Joe Biden. If the Democrats lose to Trump in November and the odds keep going up, they will. The cultural revolution in China will look like child's play compared to the backlash within the Democratic Party. And standing up to him, you still got to fight. Americans for Prosperity is fighting them. They're fighting them on the, the natural gas export pause or ban or whatever they want to call it. Uh, on and on they go. Uh, the, the Americans for Prosperity is raising awareness about school choice around the country. They've been knocking on doors, trying to help school choice get passed in states like Tennessee and Georgia, uh, educating voters about how good school choice is. It's right for families. It's right for kids. It's right for America to get school choice passed. They know it. They're advancing it. They want you on their team. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with Americans for Prosperity. Sign up with them, become one of their activists, learn how to go door to door, learn how to go to your local government, learn how to go to your state government to make the case for free markets, free people, for school choice, for sound energy policy, for capitalism, for limited government. AmericansforProsperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. 
This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you are in charge of the finances of a business and your business is looking to grow, reach out to them, see if they can help you. FirstLibertyGA.com, FirstLibertyGA.com. They help businesses across all 50 states. FirstLibertyGA.com. I want to read you a headline from the New York Times. Trump's halting walk down ramp raises new health questions. The president also appeared to have trouble raising a glass of water to his mouth during a speech at West Point. A day before he turned 74, the oldest a president has been in his first term. Now consider the coverage of Joe Biden. That one headline captures all the biases of the American press corps and their protection of Joe Biden over these last number of years. In fact, uh, they're they're treating the the report of the New York Times today as political uh, fodder, not really as something substantive about Joe Biden. They're bragging about how Jill Biden protects her husband and encourages and emboldens him. With Trump, a slow walk down a ramp gave way to a front-page New York Times story about his possible health decline at 74, as opposed to Joe Biden couldn't remember when he was vice president of the United States, couldn't remember within years when his son had died. Still to this day, the media gives Joe Biden a pass for claiming his son died in Iraq. He constantly does these things, and the media constantly gives him a pass. Um, So I want to be real clear with you where my position is on this. Don't think the Democrats are master strategists. They're trying to keep their head above water right now. They're, they're, they're in shell shock. Much of the response you're seeing today is a shell-shocked response from Democrats uh, unleashing their anger and directing it towards the special prosecutor. But there are going to be conversations, undoubtedly, to be had over the coming days that I'm sure Barack Obama will be involved in on what to do about Joe Biden. The odds remain in favor of him staying on the ballot because of the collateral damage if he goes away. But I think it's more and more likely that there's going to be an effort behind the scenes to try to get him to change his mind and be a one-term president. Not to not to resign, but to be a one-term president. And maybe even to stay out of it and, and open up the Democratic primary. There's conversations I guarantee you are happening. Whether they can push him out, though, is, is something else entirely. I don't know that they can. You may be stuck with them. The reality for the Democrats as well is that there's a growing body of evidence that it's going to be harder and harder for him to beat Donald Trump, even if Trump is convicted of something. And also what the special prosecutor did to Joe Biden undermines the classified documents case about Donald Trump. You're not going to prosecute the one, but you're going to prosecute the other. That that raises a, a prosecutorial double standard. And, and Judge Cannon, I suspect, is taking note of this today down in Florida. But there's more data when we come back. I, we got to talk about it. It's a big story happening right now at NBC News. A growing body of independent voters are actually fondly beginning to recall the Trump administration as something not so bad after all. That's another red flag for the Biden administration as they deal with the fallout of the special prosecutor's report. Look, Trump wins Super Tuesday, March 5th. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden uses the State of the Union address on March 7th, two days later, to say, you know what, I'm not going to run for office again after all.